With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 46 of the Habs Culture Podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. We're back in person. We're in the same room. You love to see it. Love to see it. And you know, you, we love to see that we're doing this again consistently. There we go. We're back. We're back. Regular we made, we made a promise well, and we're going to keep on. We're going to try and keep it. Yeah. Hockey season started. So we have to be consistent with this. Um, the NHL regular season has started while some teams are still in the preseason. In a different oh, country, might I say. I, I don't, uh, Mark, it's getting to me a little bit out of hand. The NHL makes an attempt at and marketing their product. But why is it regular season in Prague? Right. Or that, Prague. That's right. what I mean. Why don't, why don't we just call it a, why don't we just call it a preseason game? Yeah. You still get, you know, the fan attendance. You still get the marketing. People are going to go. 100%. You know, like look to the NFL and I don't want to compare sports here because one's a lot like on a much bigger scale yeah but you know they play a few regular seasons in london uh, in london but it's kind of mid-season it's in the middle not not the f- opening game <laughs> not of the, the season. first two games of the season which i'm sure for television purposes are not getting yeah a huge amount of viewership there was a game this afternoon no yeah yeah and and to be honest with you i think combined out of these two games i've maybe watched a total of a period out of six i just saw highlights so there you go i mean i Look, I guess they're doing the right thing down over there, but I don't think it's working. I just, as a player, I'd find it weird. You're not in your arena. You're not in their arena. You're in a different country. I don't feel, I wouldn't feel like it's a regular, I wouldn't feel like it's a game that counts. And I feel like there would be like a, a lot less motivation, right? Yeah. To, like there's too many distractions. You're not, you're not, you're not skating out to your home fans. Yeah, or except, to to some booing fans for the yeah for the away team. Unless you're Thomas Hurdle, was he getting booed? No, he's oh, from okay. he's from there. Okay. No, no, he's from there. Right. I I thought. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was the Sharks versus the Predators. Um. At first, I was like, "Who are the Predators playing?" <laughs> yeah, because they were wearing their different jerseys. New jerseys. Right? Yeah. New jerseys. Which um, do you like their new jerseys? I'm in the middle. No, I like the jerseys. Um, I, I find it cool the all teal. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the pants were black, right. it would have made the jersey pop more. I think I'll always have respect for their jersey solely based off their logo. Yeah, their new jersey looks a lot nicer. Like right. the, they remove the orange 
They yeah, that, that was that orange on yeah. the side. I feel like they always have that orange just because the logo has the stick. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a little bit. It's just a waste of a, a, a nice logo with a bad jersey. But now, now they did a good job. Predators to look weird. Anyways, um, let's go to some Habs content because uh, that's what our podcast is about, right? That's what we're here for. Owen Beck has been sent back to the OHL. Mississauga Steelheads, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, OHL, right? You want to yeah. go back to? Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, we were saying that he was going to get the nine-game trial. Yeah, we were definitely hoping for something. Yeah, those lines. and he, he's not going to get it, but he still got his entry-level contract, which is a good boost of motivation for him. Um, in other news, the Canadians today use their... They have priority in the waiver claim, so they use it their advantage. They have it until October 1st. No, we're past October 1st. <laughs> they have it until October... Maybe the start of the regular season they have sure. it until... I think it's until, like... Because waiver wire works as, like, you know, the worst team gets the... Yeah, so... But we... until there's a worst team... It's the worst team from last year. Right. So they have priority until that. Um, they picked up Johnny Kovacevic. I don't know if I said that right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, he's 6'5". 6'4", 6'5". He's a big boy. Right shot defenseman. Third round pick from the Winnipeg Jets. This means a few things on defense. I don't know if you want to allude to it. Yeah, I guess it just speaks to the future of a guy like Justin Barron, right? Mm-hmm. Who hasn't performed overly well in these first few preseason games. And we've mentioned it a couple times about his play. And we've been kind of on we haven't been we haven't been convinced by what we've seen so far. And I guess this kind of I, I guess this kind of just confirms that Justin Barron will most likely be sent down to the HL and his spot will probably be given to Kovacevic. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Like It's hard to read into. Well, he's definitely going to have that seventh spot with right. Weidman. But not only Baron, right? This could mean the same for Jackye and Harris. Yeah, that's true. Because Adding one about, more guy changes a lot. It does. And just to speak to the waiver claim, the, pri- the priority that the Montreal Canadiens had, we were kind of talking about like I know that you sent me a post the other day yeah. talking about Gabe Velarde and how he might be put on waivers. And yeah. a guy like I heard like Leas Anderson from... He was already put on waivers. So he was already put on waivers. Look, yeah. I know that these guys... But he probably went and claimed because that was two days ago he got put on waivers. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, But we were kind of speculating at some of the bigger fish, the bigger names that were put on waivers that could have been claimed by the Montreal Canadiens. But they be decided more. to go this route. Yeah, there'll be more. Of course, yeah. Once training camp cuts become like a real thing because right. we're still early. Um, but they'll have priority until, like every round of waivers, they have priority. I guess that's true. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't matter. It's it's not like you get your one claim and then yeah you're back to the back to the no no they'll have it. The so if ever list. Velarde goes, yeah, people are saying no to Velarde because he's a centerman. Yeah, but I think he's a little bit too talented to be passed to be up on, especially just on when, position when it's just. But also, especially when it's just a waiver claim, right? You have to you you give up nothing, no assets. No, yeah, exactly, and like. People are saying, but then we have to lose a roster spot. Yeah, we'll lose a roster spot. We'll lose a guy like Hoffman on waivers. That's a that's a hot topic of discussion at this point in time. He won't be. He won't be, but he should be. Because well, he's on a one-way deal. We're not going to pay him $4 million to play in Laval, right? Oh, of course not. Um, but if I think, you put I think him he'll on be waivers, bailed at the deadline. You think he'll... He w- yeah, I, 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 I don't so. mind Mike Hoffman. 
so I'm on the other side of of the. I, I'm I'm actually I disagree. Like he's a liability, hundred percent. He's a liability, but I also <laughs> do think that he's a liability. And I posted this on Twitter. I think that he's a liability <laughs> to the team as a whole, not necessarily on the ice, but I think that just the direction that the Montreal Canadiens are trying to go in. Okay, I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Just because it's nice to have some leaders in the locker room, but I think that the Montreal Canadiens management has assessed that that I guess we'll call it quote unquote problem. And now you have guys like the Monaghan and the Anderson and I mean, Byron sticking around. I know he's on, he's, he will most likely be put on LTIR. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little later, mm-hmm. but you still have those, pre- like those, those presences. Um, whereas I don't think Hoffman, I don't think it matters to have him around. He's not a character guy. Well, there you go. Yeah. And he's never been right. He's had his, I mean, I think, I think it's his, his candles. Yeah. He's been, his, his differences have been clearly set aside. Yeah. Um, but I still do believe that. I don't think it makes much sense to have him on our team going forward, but it is hard to get rid of a guy like that and just say, I'm just going to dump you on waivers and get absolutely nothing. For yeah. You. So, and I don't think anyone would claim him at this point in the season because everyone's trying to make cuts, you know what right. I mean? So to take on that player. Yeah. And that salary. Makes and I don't no think, sense. I don't think, I think that, you know, like you said, at the deadline, it would make a lot more sense for a team that's trying to compete. They need a middle six guy that can put yeah. a puck in the back of the net. Um, but at this and point, you can retain at that point, you know, exactly. But at this point in the season, I don't think it makes very much sense. Yeah. In other news, other Canadians news, um, the Montreal Canadiens signed 2020 or 2021? 2021. 2021 first round pick? 2020. I don't it know. It was on the online draft. Yes. It was it, the Owen well, Power draft. Gooley was in what, which year? He was the, he was the online, the first online draft. There was two online okay, drafts. Okay, so then it was 2021. So 2021. Um, the Canadian signed 2020. Let's redo that. The Canadian signed 2021 first round pick Logan Mayu to a three year entry level contract. I don't know what the salary is. It's probably. I think it's nines. just the standard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to have to get a shot here because we haven't seen him, but we've heard a lot about him on the ice. Um, he's, a, he's a big right shot defenseman who could absolutely shoot the puck, he can move. He might be the best defensive prospect in this organization. Yeah, no, there's there. I I definitely agree. I think that you look down the list and there's. I mean, you have the Gooley, the Jacki, the Harris, but this guy's got he the might skill. Be, he he was technically projected top fifteen in that right. draft. Um, so he he's he's a good player. Um, so let's. There's two Habs managements now that have assessed the situation and decided what they have to decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see, let's see what he can do on the ice. And he got his entry level deal. Once he's not injured anymore, we'll we'll see. Who knows if he? I don't even know what his injury is, but if he heals, maybe he gets that one game in the NHL before that nine games goes done, goes over. I mean, right? Or that he just goes straight to Laval and he starts playing there, which I think will be the case. I think, considering the the circumstance, slide him into Laval first. And then slowly make his way up, but and if I'm not mistaken, he's dealing with some sort of injury at this. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, yeah, he's injured. We just I have no idea what it is. Right, we have no. uh, If I'm not mistaken, it was low. Is it lower? I think it's lower. Yeah, I just have no idea what it is. But he's skating. I guess Uh, we'll see. I guess we'll see. I think I think that's a situation that the house management is going to have to deal with. It's a delicate situation, right? There's uh, we've we've seen what's on social media. You've seen the backlash that it's received. The Montreal Canadiens management has received for this pick. Um, Clearly, they've decided to 
move on from the situation. Not not necessarily move on. They've addressed it. They've they feel like they're taking the the necessary. I steps. think they believe that he's taken the right steps there forward to earn the right for a and second. And the trust, shot. right? Yeah. The trust to that he's changed as a person, and that yeah. we're gonna we'll put that behind him. Yeah. Um. But we'll see, right? The second that he gets back on the ice, the second that he starts skating with the team or with the AHL roster, mm-hmm. um, we'll get to see a legit because we've seen him. We've seen some OHL action from him before he was injured. Yeah, and he was a he was a big boy skating. Look good skating. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Very good <laughs> skating defenseman. Yeah, is he a right shot? He is right shot. That's where the that's where the, everything comes into play here because well, if he gonna, if yeah, he is that guy, well now he's gonna have to compete for a spot with Kovacevic. So. Kovacic, yeah, Kovacevic, you know. <laughs> no. uh, look, you know, it's it's kind of like when Kel Clegg was picked up mm-hmm. and he has like a he had like a crazy crazy ceiling. I just feel like waiver pickups, everyone's like, wait, who is this guy? And then like all those people start tweeting, he's a big he's a big right shot defenseman. Yeah, there's a lot this, of hype, this, right? This is his war, this is his uh Jets fans love him, blah blah, and then he shows up and you're like what was the hype about? He looks like William Lagason. Right. You know what I mean? So well, let's see. Oh, look, I have no idea. But you know, I, in my opinion, I think that the waiver team gets a lot of hype is because of the fact that you're getting you're getting a guy for free. When when a third round pick, sometimes guys like that could be traded for I want I don't want to say significant assets, but I want to say at least some sort of assets that could be roster depth, uh, depth roster players, or or you know a third or fourth round pick, whatever it may be. So getting these guys for free, you you are taking on very you are taking on zero risk, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of potential rewards. So I get that. Like I think a lot of people, especially Twitter people, like to hype up these guys because the Twitter world, the, the t- Twitter hockey world is very. They're very. I, I want to say they're very educated on on a on a lot of. In every sport, you know, they're they're well, very we're Habs fans, and we just want to like gas these guys up, right? right? You want you want to give them, but at the end of the day, it's a seventh defenseman, right? So it's not it's not anything yeah. to write home about. But again, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, um, I'm not sure what we can move on to, to here, but Habs play tonight. Habs play tonight against uh, a pretty angry Ottawa yeah. Senators team who weren't happy about a certain Arbor Jacki. And uh, I think Josh Anderson was in there too. That they they were targeting players apparently in Rogers hometown hockey. Where were they? Newfoundland or now they're New, New Brunswick? Brunswick or maybe, maybe they, they were switched. in Newfoundland. Yeah, now, now New, Brunswick. New Brunswick. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Their coach, DJ Smith. DJ Smith. Yeah, we met him, DJ Smith. Yeah, we did. Nice guy. Yeah, he is a very nice guy. Um, he's clearly not happy with Arbor, and uh, he sent the. Did you see their lineup for today? No. His fourth line is goons. Really? Full on goons. Sabrin. Uh, yeah. So oh, he's man. last after last game he said uh, under the like, along the lines of um he didn't like that his players are being targeted and they're gonna respond. And this is how he's responding with a bunch of goons. So uh, is this Arbor... still consider- sorry to cut you off, is this still considered to be hometown hockey? Yeah. So for the kids. So DJ Smith believes that Arbor Jackeye. I know that this doesn't matter, but I'm just setting the I'm setting the stage here. On a, at a 5:30 Eastern Time start, yeah, in a well, preseason game is is that the well it was no, but is that the time over there? No, but I'm just saying like from well, I guess it does, I, the time doesn't matter. I don't know why yeah, I'm saying that. I'm just yeah. saying that this game means less than nothing. It is about the it is about it's hometown hockey. It's for, for the, the kids. kids. It's for the kids. And and the reason and the reason that I actually did state the time was because it's for the kids who need to go to bed. 
And I, no, but I, I think that's actually the reason. Yeah, but what's the Newfoundland time? Well, let's check that out because it could be like an hour difference. Newfoundland. So Newfoundland time right now. Um, it's seven fifteen. So are they an hour and a half ahead? Does that make any sense? Makes sense that they're they're it's a time difference. Yeah, it's so yeah, it is an hour and a half ahead. It says why is Newfoundland an hour and a half ahead? So they are. <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah, because I think people are asking why it's like but then people they, are they give you a map why, with the why is Rogers anyway. hometown early, hockey so early. <laughs> but um yeah, so an hour and a half ahead. But the reason I say that is because look, like the game started at five thirty. That means that the game time is is set for seven PM. Seven PM start. Like every other game. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't I think, know. I, I think you know. should I think hop I'm off reading, the yeah. yeah hop I, off I'm the, reading the, too the much time. into the time change. Yeah. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that this game means less <laughs> nothing. than nothing. Yeah, it's another preseason game, but more than anything, they have the players walk out onto the carpet, they sign the autographs, they mm -hmm. make the kids' day. Slav, uh, you saw that picture with Slavkovsky. He made yeah. that kids' day. Arbor Jacki posting on Instagram Live or Instagram uh, Story for Montreal, mm -hmm. like showing that the kids are chanting his name. Like it, it's it's about the experience. Yeah, and DJ Smith truly believes that these kids. He's nutty. That his top players got targeted, but when, when you're says, a top player in the league, you're gonna get targeted. So he's gonna be nutty all year if that's. And I'm sorry, Timmy Stutzla, people are gonna target you when you flop, and yeah. you cry. I don't know. I don't know if it was like I. I think I saw the same video as you, like in front of the net there when he like fell. Oh, I, I don't know think, who was getting targeted in specific. I just but, think he has balance issues, like he can't stay up. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you're DJ Smith, you're looking at a kid who's going out there to make an NHL roster and try and stand out. Obviously, he's going to go line up your guys. Yeah, that's fair. Obviously, he's going to do it. And if you're mad, sure, put out a goon squad. But it's just, it's it's immature to say, last game, oh, we're going we're gonna to come back and answer and they're going to know what's up. And then evidently do that. But if he would have, like, under the radar, put in some guys that are going to go and lay us some hits, okay, send the message. I don't mind. But we'll see. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't love that from DJ Smith. I just think that it there's no point. There's no point. But whatever. Again, it is what it is. I guess we'll see tonight. Arbor Jack, I worked at Costco during the pandemic. I saw that. It's a great story. Yeah, very cool. And then what? It said three or four months later, he was offered an NHL contract. Yeah. But cool. I remember when he signed that contract, we spoke about this. This yeah, is the first I think, time I, I hear about this Costco about, situation. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't think we heard about the Costco situation, but I think we heard that he was just a, a normal guy off the streets like yeah. that was just given an opportunity yeah which is like pretty cool yeah like espn posted that's pretty big yeah that like it's that's pretty cool because yeah, espn like american right yeah it's more yeah it's not just specific to canada mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's going on tonight um yeah, we're recording this saturday october 8th if the episode comes out tonight then it'll make sense but For if sure. not um you want to do some uh, some? I, I guess it's not early anymore, but some potential NHL award predictions. Yeah, we'll swap off the Habs a bit because the, the the cuts happened. There'll be more probably in the coming days. So yeah, we'll. we'll... I, I I'm very very curious because like you just mentioned, like cuts coming in the coming days. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Slavkovsky situation to me is very interesting. I mean, it's interesting to everyone, but. Is he going to get nine games? Is he going to be sent back to the AHL right away? Like, I, I really yeah. don't know. I think that I think his situation is I very think they're going to give air. it to him. I don't know if they're going to give him nine. They're going to let him play out until... No matter what, his, his contract's getting burnt. Mm -hmm. 
No matter what, it's getting, they, there's nine nine games or ten games. It's contracts getting burnt. But to me, Mark, it's not necessarily about or it's you year, burning it's the first year. Getting burnt. It's not about that for me. It's more about you, you're saying you you let him play until you were about to. You, you I were, was going to say you let him play until you're 100 percent sure that he can't play here. But, but is that the way to go? No, because then it looks like a demotion when he gets put to Laval. Exactly. Rather, if he's sent to Laval training camp. Then and he gets get called up, promoted, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that makes more, way more sense. And and I hope I hope that it's not a. I, I saw some Twitter like people tweeting like, you know, it's not going to be. It's he. He's not just going to stay up because he was the first overall pick for the Montreal Canadiens. Like they'll do what they need to do. Yeah. And I really hope that they, they stick to that because, again, like we said, we mentioned last episode, like players develop at their own pace, and whether it takes them. 10 games to get used to the pace of the NHL or it takes them two years to get used to the pace of the NHL. So be it. It, it just because he's a first overall pick doesn't necessarily mean that he has to come out of the game yeah. flying. Right. And like, he doesn't look bad. He doesn't look bad. He but just doesn't look ready. I just think that losing 10 to 15 pounds would do him some good. Yeah. He just doesn't look ready, but he, you could, you could tell it's there. It's there. Absolutely. He's a good hockey player. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Let's do, let's do these award predictions. Um, let me open up the awards. Like all yeah, of them. I have them here. Actually, oh, you have them. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So I'll, I'll, I put the ones that I think that would be most, like the prominent ones. Like not, uh, like I didn't put every single award. So I put the heart. I basically put everyone. I put the yeah. heart, the Norris, the Vesna, the Jack Adams, uh, the Calder, mm-hmm. and I put the Selkie. But we don't need to go. We don't. Yeah, need we'll to, do it. We'll do okay. every. We'll do every single one, even the the humanitarian award, whatever it is. <laughs> sure. Um, but if you don't mind. Yeah, as you read out the t- the title or the like, d- like tell a, tell you which this, which put one the description it is. for the for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Right, like so that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll do that. So let's start with the heart trophy. By the way, I haven't prepared at all for this. Neither have I. So okay. it's gonna be. It, I I just wrote down the ones that I think okay. we should talk about. But I think it's more fun. You know, it's a little bit more raw. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with the heart trophy, which is um, given to the. MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. The MVP of the league. Wait, because I always ask myself this. Is it the player that was most valuable to his organization's success? As opposed to? As opposed to the best player in the league? I think it's the, the first option. Okay. But I think that if it is the first option, then it's McDavid's to, to lose every single year. So that's what I'm saying. Like last year... Actually, that's not necessarily true, though. No, it's not true. It's not because true. without McDavid, yes, the Oilers, are, the Oilers yeah. are significantly worse. But now I'm just going to give another example. Without Kaprizov, uh, the Wild are significantly worse. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Kaprizov should win it. I'm just saying that there's a lot of players that with, without them. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking at last year's example, and I'm like, Roman Yossi. If you remove Roman Yossi from the Nashville Predators... I could play them in beer league. Sure. Well, they're they're not making the playoffs. Right, they're not making the playoffs. You add him, and he he's so valuable to that team's success. That's what I consider as the heart trophy. Like he, he's just, but you also have to put ridiculous numbers. He can't just be their best player on the team. And yeah, that's it, exactly. Like you have to contribute to the the reason why this team is there is because of this guy, Carey Price. When he won the heart trophy, he was the best goalie in the league, but he was also like. He's the reason the Canadians were the Canadians. Yeah, and, and without him, they would have been a, like a bottom team. Right? Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind. Okay. But I guess I guess we'll just go based off of the 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 um 
because I, I do think the first scenario or the sorry the first like description you gave was the accurate okay one. so for me yeah it's easy to give it to mcdavid mm -hmm. but the guy that i would go with this year is kirill kaprizov mm -hmm. and i know it might be a little bit off the board and people will be saying you know what's what's your ideology behind that like why do you believe that like do you really believe that I think that it's McDavid's to lose at the end of the day. I, even though even though Matthews won it last year, I do think that ultimately it is McDavid's to lose yeah. going into the season. However, I do think that Kaprizov is a young player in this league, put up 109 points or 105 points. I can't remember exactly. Last, last season, he's going into a season where you take out a guy like Fiala. So that's a big part. A guy who put up 90 plus points last yeah. season. Now it's more... Now the it, the weight is more on Kaprizov's shoulders, and if he follows his last season up with an 110 point season and a playoff berth again for the Minnesota Wild, yeah, I don't see. I, I do see a world where where he'll finish in the top three voting with a potential shot at winning that that award. It's a very good, very good option. Again, I like the it's McDavid's to lose because McDavid is such the obvious. It's the obvious choice, right? I I just feel like the NHL and I feel like most leagues have a hard time just being like. Yeah, we're just going to give it to you every single year because if he deserves it, he deserves it. Right. But if he's like so close with someone else, then you give it to the other guy, right? And you know, and especially if the other guy isn't playing with an 100 point player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like McDavid's on a power play with another 100 point player, but obviously McDavid's McDavid. I'm going to go with um Kale McCarr. I think he gets that another accolade. I, I don't think that's think a bad take accolade. at all. I think it's an accolade. Like, there's just so much going for him right now. And I just, I think he's going to, if he wins his heart, he cements himself as like, like a, an amazing top tier defenseman. Like, how many defensemen have won the heart? You're not wrong. You know? And, and I think if the time, like, the time is now for him if, if, he, if he has the possibility to do that. My question to you mm -hmm. is that he's, overshadowed by yeah. a solid amount of players mm -hmm. doesn't take away from the fact that he could very easily win this award yeah. but does it does in your mind when you when you say kale mccarr like yeah. that's your choice yeah does it scare you a little bit that you know he can put up 100 points he could right but so can yeah but but mckinnon can McKinnon. put up 100 ranson can put up 100 landis can put up 80 i say this because when i watch the stanley cup finals he was on a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Than his teammates. So if he could do that for a whole year and put up ridiculous numbers, I don't know. He he'll be in there for sure. I think. Um, I like the pick though. It's it's yeah. a little bit off the board. It's not. The, it's, it's a little bit the, off the board, but right. it's not because he's the best defenseman in the league. But like, you don't see it every day a defenseman winning the heart. That'd absolutely. Be cool. Um, because I don't think it's gonna be the goalie this year. And I do agree with you that the time is now for Kale. Yeah. I, when I say the time is now, it's not that he's. It's not that you know. <laughs> next year he's all of a sudden oh, yeah, some player to disregard <laughs> but i'm just saying i think that now it's like he keeps on he builds on his season season yeah. at, like he's been building on his past year's season and the season, accolades season. just keep getting better and better yeah and mvp of the but, league is top of the well Stanley cup is obviously top of the top right but, but in terms of um individual awards yeah right? so well consummate is pretty cool too yes yeah yes. He, but he's i get let's just say ridiculous. regular season awards yeah yeah definitely. he's ridiculous all right i like that and all he's right. won the norris obviously so yeah he won. He won he it last year. Yeah, he won it last. Uh, no, the year. No, no he Yossi won it last year. Last year. No, Yossi didn't win. Yossi didn't win. I think it was Makar. Makar. I think back uh, to back. 
I don't know. But he won. He has one. That's for sure. He, has he definitely one. has one. I just I don't know when picture. it was. I remember seeing the picture. Anyway, I think it was last year. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on. So now we're going to move on to the Norris Trophy. The Norris Trophy. Okay, so in your case, if Kel McCarr wins MVP or Hart, the Hart Trophy, sorry, the Norris Trophy is yeah. awarded to the best defenseman mm-hmm. of the league yeah. for that specific year. Yeah. So in your case, if Kel McCarr wins it's the Kel Hart, McCarr. it's Kale McCarr. Mm-hmm. And I stand by it. Oh, I don't doubt that. I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on Kale McCarr. I think, I that's think a... it's between it's going to be him or Kovacevic. <laughs> you threw that in way too casually, right? There. I like it though. Um, yeah, but I'm going with uh, I'm going with Kale McCarr as well. Okay, it's an easy choice, but I think that it's I don't think I don't think like I think he has competition. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, but I think he's starting to create this gap. You know that that gap that McDavid has in this league. Oh, oh, he. I think he has. I think no, he has. But like, I think people are starting to notice it now. But McDavid's gap is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But when are we gonna like? I think McCarr's gap is starting to solidify. Like, yeah, get bigger Gapper. and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, gap. Sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, so my my, uh, but we but we can both agree on that one with Kale. Absolutely. Moving on, the Vesna Trophy, mm-hmm. which is awarded to the best goalie for the given season. You go first this time. Sure. I have my guy. I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. Okay. We're not off the board. It was award- it was awarded to Shesterkin last season, correct? Yeah. He like halfway through the season he was the heart winner, 100%. Yeah, I yeah. Like his numbers were ridiculous. Like he had better numbers than Hoa in regular season. Like it was ridiculous. Anyways, my trophy uh my trophy. My my <laughs> prediction or the guy that I'm going with is UC Saros. Okay, good one. I like him just because Look, if you take away UC, like you were saying, if you take away Yossi from Nashville, yeah. they're significantly worse, which is 100% correct. Mm-hmm. If you take UC Saros away from this Nashville team, they are even, in my opinion, even like it's worse than taking, it's worse than taking away Yossi, Yossi in my opinion. Yeah. Now, that's not what this award is being given to. It's not because that would, that would technically be unfortunately under MVP, about numbers, yeah. right? But I do think UC Saros is building off an, a fantastic season last season i think nashville stayed the same if not got a little bit better they didn't lose too many pieces and i do think that look i think that if you want to look at his contenders vasilevsky has put up incredible numbers throughout his career but i do think that tampa is on the decline a little bit right like i think we can both they're still always going to be around they're always going to be around but i do think that they're not they're not on the way up tampa yeah they're they're just there they're there right they're still good 100%, 100%, but yeah. they're not getting better. Yeah. And I think that in Shesterkin's case, I I do like the Rangers a lot this season, but I do think that Shesterkin, I don't even have anything bad to say about Shesterkin. It's just tough to I'm go back go- to back. The it, odds are in his favor. Right. So that's the reason. And I think Saros, if I'm not mistaken, was in the top three voting wise last year. I think it was him with Vasilevsky. Exactly. Yeah. So I think Saros is going to take that next step, improve his numbers a little bit with along with his team's numbers. Okay. And I think that that will give him um, the upper hand on the Vesna in the 2022-2023 season. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Vasilevsky. Okay. Yeah. I. Well, you're boring. Well, it's I'm like joking. I'm trying to think. Like I'm, I'm messing around. Going off the board, there's, there's not like the only guy to me off the board would be Sorokin, but he's probably. I don't know if he's gonna play that much with Varlamov still there. You know right. what I mean? Like I still do think that his split is still like 75, 25 percent. Yeah. But so, I mean, I still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm with you. If I if I really had to put in a dark horse. But like we're predicting here, so I'm yeah. gonna predict Vasilevsky. But if I have to put on dark horse, I put Thatcher Demko. But I don't see 
them getting enough wins for him to win the Vesna. I don't Fair see enough. them making the playoffs, you know? So not yet for Thatcher. Like, he's a good goalie. There's a lot of good goalies in this league. Right, but none that can, you know, that go- that are, like, there's there's a very small pool of exceptional goalies. No, but I mean, like, there's a lot of good goalies that are, that can win the Vesna, but their team won't allow them to win the Vesna. Right, that makes because sense. Because it's purely statistics. And I also wanted to add on to the, excuse me, the Norris voting. Mm-hmm. I wanted to throw in a, like, this is a dark horse, but could, I, I wonder what you think about this. Brent Burns. I'm not saying he's going to win the Norris, but I could see him finishing as a finalist for the Norris Trophy. Yeah. Because I do see him and like, Brent Burns has throughout his career has been a fantastic hockey player and he's kind of been shelved because of his, because of the, the tough situation in San Jose, like how it's gone downhill very, very, very quickly. And I do think that, you know, putting him on a team like Carolina, which could, which will probably end up as one of the top teams in the Metro this year, Mm -hmm. putting him on that team with that power play, like if he puts up, let's say in an 82 game season, assuming he stays healthy, if he puts up 65 points. Yeah. But again, Makar Makar is there, right? Yeah. We, we both agree on that. But I'm just saying, finalist wise, it could yeah. be it could be a surprise finalist candidate. Uh like I was saying with the the goalies, with good goalies, okay teams, Jake Ottinger's the best example of that. Absolutely. Great goalie, but he's just a, he's on a wildcard team. Right. So. And that didn't really make any, if anything, they got a little bit worse this offseason. Yeah. Right. They didn't anything. add any significant yeah. pieces. They lost Klingberg. It's it's not a favorable. Uh... Before we move on to the next, I want to I want to criticize these two awards that we just mentioned. Sure. Including the heart, you know, all three. Here's my issue with the. Well, the Vesna, not not so much purely statistic wise. OK. The heart, though. I don't like the way goaltenders i might have mentioned this on the podcast i don't like the way goaltenders are compared to players they shouldn't be compared equally because if shesterkin last year let's say i like i wish i had his numbers in front of me i can pull them up if you want while you yeah keep going. let's say he had a like it, what, i think he was in the ballpark of like 930 925 what about his goals against it was like one point I, I swear he had like a one. He had a uh, a two point oh seven. Okay, two point oh seven. Two point oh seven okay. with a nine thirty five save. That's what he finished with, though. Yeah. Okay. Let's say his goals against is around the around the twos, like which ridiculous it, numbers. Which it is. Which it was. No, but like low, like yeah. Let's just say, or let's say like okay, it was two point oh seven, not two point seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two point oh seven. Yeah. Okay. Let's say he's the high ones. Okay. Like, ridiculous numbers. Sure. So he's on that. He's on that pace. He's playing well. His numbers are ridiculous. One game, maybe he has a bad meal before yeah. the game. Doesn't he doesn't have a good night's sleep? Let's in five. Then they yank him. Those numbers get absolutely ruined. Ruined. Mm-hmm. That goes against average. Shoots up. Safe percentage gets demolished. But McDavid, if he's scoring three points a game, but then one night he has a bad night's sleep, doesn't eat so well, and gets no points. Nothing changes. Yeah, absolutely. He'll still have 102 points. It's a lot harder for these goalies to maintain those numbers, right? The goalies are working on averages while the players are working on just adding points to absolutely. their numbers. And then add on to your to your um, argument here. Goalies play... Go- goalies, in, in this case, Igor Shosturkin last season played 53 games, mm-hmm. right? That is 53 games out of an 82-game season. Of 60-minute hockey games. Right, so... Usually goalies play in the like the best goalies play in the 
40, yeah, like 45 to 60 game range. Like I'm yeah, getting yeah. at a huge gap yeah, so, there. Yeah. But let's just say 50 to 60 yeah. game range. So he's at the top of the league in terms of games played as a goalie. Mm-hmm. And he was still able to maintain a two goals against average and a three uh, a 935 safe percentage. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so with that being said, for him to maintain those numbers, I'm going to throw this out here and this might be bold. For him to maintain those numbers is in my opinion harder than McDavid putting up 125 points. Yeah. And look, people might say, well, you're out of your mind. There's no player in the league that can put up 125 points on a given season at the way that he does it. It's so effortless. You're not wrong. But for him to maintain a 935 when, like you mentioned, for him to go in for one game and get shelled for five, and all of a sudden his save percentage is at a 927, it's so much harder. So kudos to goalies. And like you said, I, I agree. They should not be put on the same. It should not be on the same level playing field um as as players what did he finish with just in terms of save percentage yeah 935 okay yeah in february he had a 937 right but his numbers were ridiculous right but it just goes to show that like you start the season right without having played a game you step into the first game you make your first save you're one for one you're at a thousand (laughs) right there on one shot on one save yeah you're at a thousand so 935 yeah that's 65. It's ridiculous. Right? Like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not going to go through the, the math yeah. here. But, like, it's such a... He, he lost such a little percentage of that save percentage mm-hmm. through 53 games. Yeah. And I'm sure there were games where he got shelled. But for him to, like, you know... He finished with 36 wins and 13 losses. He finished with six shutouts. Anyway. No, yeah, that's my criticism on the Hart Trophy. On the Norris... Um, there should be a, an award for a defensive defenseman. Yeah. The the Norris isn't the best defenseman in the league. It's the most offensive. Whichever defenseman puts up the most points wins the Norris. So you either change the description of that or you know what I mean? Or you or you or you add another or award. you add something else. Like the I don't know, the the Mark Streit award. Or the Nick Lidstrom. It's a, it's a better option, yeah. <laughs> the Mark Strike. That's so out of nowhere. Sorry, I just thought of some guy in the Habs. <laughs> Former Habs legend. Um, you mean Johnny Kovacevic? Yeah, the Kovacevic. Um, next award? Next award. What we got here? We'll talk about the Jack Adams. So that's awarded to the best coach, coach. Yeah. for the season. Yep. Do you have yours? Well, it's not Barry Trotz. Sorry. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Where is he now? Nowhere. He doesn't want to coach anymore. Oh, he's actually nowhere. Yeah, he got fired by the Islanders, and then yeah, uh, I knew that, but I, I thought he. Well, he got offers. Else. He probably got offers from I think every he got team an in the from league. Philly, but then they decided to resort to Tortorella well, after he because Philly was waiting for Torts to answer, and he just baited them out, and then right. there was no other options but Torts. Right. Um. No, I, I think the biggest one was Winnipeg. They they were in on him because mm. he's so from that region. The coaching carousel this year was very interesting. Yeah. Who do Who do I have as the Jack Adams Award? Winner, for me, for me, I'm going. Do you know who won it last year? No idea. I'm gonna search it up just because I don't want to give a back to back guy because I have my guy. Um, la- okay, so last year it was Daryl Sutter. Really? Wait, is that? Yeah, Daryl Sutter. Yeah, 
Last Calgary, year, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he won it last year. And the year before that, it was Brindamore. But the year before that, it was Cassidy. And then before the year, the, whatever, I'm not going to keep going here, but just to give you an idea. Yeah. Mine, assuming they make the playoffs okay. and assuming because this this guy i feel like goes under flies under the radar every single year and if they were my, if up to me i would have given him given it to him last year but the thing is calgary was too good of a regular season team for for the new coach to not be awarded this yeah. award for me it's mike sullivan of the of the pittsburgh Panthers. Yeah. i think that he's he does such a tremendous job coaching his team mm-hmm. regardless of the players on this team yeah now, no i agree i completely agree that's a very good pick now he has Crosby. He has Malkin. He has but when Latang. they're injured, they're still good. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it makes no sense. The players that step up always end up. It's a well-oiled machine, up, man. That team. Well, that's it. And I do think that again. You know, they've had a hard time in the playoffs in recent in recent years. They mm-hmm. got bounced by by the Islanders. They've been bounced by the Rangers. Look, I'm not saying that. Like again, it's a regular season award, so who cares about the playoffs? But if they make the playoffs in a tough Metro division. With the roster that they have, and it's it's a crowded Metro division, right? Now, like it's probably one of the best. It's the best division in hockey. No, it's not. No, it's that's no, a lot. That's a lot. It's the Atlantic. Yeah. But the top of the top, I really like the I like the Hurricanes. I like the Rangers. I like Pittsburgh. I like Washington. Then it falls Columbus, off. Columbus. Columbus yeah. became a little bit better, but all that to say is that there's a, there's five teams in that league or five four leagues, four four teams in that division yeah. that are very 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 good. You like and the Atlantic. Exactly. The big so four. I, I think that if they make it out somehow and make the playoffs, I think that it's... They're going to make the playoffs. So then it's Sullivan's award, in my opinion. I think the Penguins are going to be very, very good this year. I don't know why, but I have a hunch. Um, my pick is uh, Gerard Gallant. I'm going to stick with the Metro. Okay. And I'm going to go with the New York Rangers. Um, yeah, that's, that's... I don't think there's really an explanation. I think they're going to take a, a nice little... Take the momentum that they have in the playoffs and bring it into this year. Um, and yeah... That's but I like Sullivan. I like it's a good pick. I like that. I like uh, your yeah. I like your pick too. And and, Thanks, and the reason the reason that I say that too <laughs> is because I personally this year if it's not Colorado winning the Stanley Cup and you can give your take, I have the Rangers winning the cup. Yeah, I have um except for the yeah, except for the Avalanche, either Carolina or the Rangers. Okay. Um I'm big I'm very big like I was big on the Rangers last year and I think that and I think that remember when Montreal okay, it's two completely different teams. But remember when Montreal made it in that COVID year, they played against Pittsburgh, even though some people may, or it, it's a very split decision, but some people will say it, it was a good thing for Montreal to make the playoffs. It was a bad thing for Montreal to make the playoffs, but ultimately they, they received a lot of, they, they, they gained a lot of experience for the those bubble? young guys, right? In that bubble. Yeah. For the Rangers this year, they made it to the Eastern Conference final. Guys like Lafreniere, Capo Caco, um, Panarin. Well, Panarin's pretty good in the playoffs, but you have all these guys that have never really had the chance to perform in the playoffs. And now Lafreniere, Capo Caco stepping up, slowly stepping up. Now they're in for a, now they're the expectations are for a pretty big season from these, from these younger guys. Yeah. And if these younger guys learn to win, which they had, which they did last year, this team could be a lot better. And considering that they, that they added a, a guy like Trocek, Shesterkin's still in the cage. The, the, the decor, <laughs> the decor is still very, very, very solid. And their forward core is very, very deep. So with that being said, I mean, I don't see, I think it could be a big year for the Rangers. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse, John Hines. His name is John, right? Of the yeah. Nashville Predators. Okay. The guy who looks... Uh... Like Voldemort? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. It's not a bad It's not a bad Nashville's pick. just a wild card team that can, can surprise people and just like, I don't know. 
I think for him to win the award, they're going to have to be more than a wild card team. There's the division so garbage that they can. Right. So with that being said, I think that it's definitely in the cards. Yeah. So yeah. we'll um, right, next, next <laughs> we'll move on to the Calder trophy, the Calder, 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 Calder trophy, which this is, is awarded an interesting to the, one. Yeah. Which is awarded to the, um, the best rookie. Yeah. Do you have a pick for this? I do. You do? I have it I have solely because of the opportunity he will be given. I know exactly who you're thinking. And I think we should just say it. Matty Beniers. First line center. First line center. First line power play. You're the guy. Makes sense. pretty much for them. He's gonna give all these. He already played NHL games. He knows what it's like. There's no nervousness. He goes out there. It's a lot like how and he looks Caulfield good. played a bit and then had his rookie season yeah. after. Obviously, it didn't go well in the first half because of his coach. Well. Yeah, but um, who's his coach? Dave Haxtell in Seattle. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. I agree. If I and and that was my pick too. If mm-hmm. I had to go a little bit off the board here, I'd go with a guy like Marco Rossi, who I think okay. is making ex- tremendous strides on a Minnesota team, especially in training camp and in the preseason. Who's making tremendous strides, especially after the loss of Fiala. Yeah. Very similar player in terms of archetype. However, plays the center position. Now they have Ryan Hartman as the number one center, but that's a, a guy that can be easily overtaken, especially if Rossi develops some sort of connection with Kaprizov or develops some sort of connection mm-hmm. with Zuccarello. So I think that if he gets the minutes, and and let's not forget that Minnesota is very, very, very good at developing their young players. Matt Boldy, Kaprizov, Fiala, um, like making, and, and like even Hartman, Zuccarello, these are guys that, you know, were, were me- I'll take, I'll take Hartman, for example, who was, very mediocre and before he before he made a switch yeah exactly so i think that if marco rossi gets the minutes i think if he gets the power play time i think if he gets the right line mates i, I could see a world where yeah. he, where he wins that trophy or wins that award yeah it's a good uh, good shout next is this is the selkie okay which is awarded to the best offensive defensive forward defensive forward thank you i yeah. was gonna say offensive defensive but it's the <laughs> other way around yeah um that's practically the norris practically but that's why they need the mark straight mark straight the mark straight award <laughs> yeah um or the Corey Shuneman. <laughs> oh man um what's your take on this one i went i actually you went first so i can go i can go first here okay i, I have my guy i'm gonna be why. Bi- i'm gonna be biased i'm gonna go nick suzuki okay okay wow okay As, and the reason i say that is especially in a world where we're gonna get to this in the rapid fire but if there's a world where he does put up 70 points this season, there's no there are other guys that I prefer as a as a defensive as a defensive forward. Yeah. But I do think that if Suzuki could be defensively responsible, yeah, and equally good on the offensive side, especially look, he put up 60 last year or 60 yeah. just just Six, over 60. Yeah, he puts over up 60. 70 points. That's almost point per game on a Let's just we're gonna we're gonna assume Terrible. a top a bottom five team in this oh, league. Yeah, I, I think that the, I, and and again, if I'm not mistaken, he did finish top five in voting last year. Or he was definitely he was de- when they pr- provided the list, he was definitely top. He 10. was there, yeah. So I think that there is a world where he can win that award this year. I'm gonna go uh, Anze Kopitar. Okay, the Kings are a good team. He's gonna have that responsibility of him and Dano lockdown. You know. Yep. So. uh I I'll think the easy choice this year is pro- or every year is like Bergeron. Yeah, but he's injured. That's going to become the Bergeron award. They should just call it. Yeah, the they sh- they really is should. Is he hurt? I don't think he's hurt. His teammates I, are hurt. 
Yeah, he he has Marshawn and Marshawn and McAvoy are here, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that he's dealing with something at the moment. But it's oh, very it's minor. Okay. It's minor. Um, if I had to give it to someone though that like was the standout, it would be Barkov. I think Ooh, that Barkov. Forgot about him. Yeah. I think that his the, what he provides on both ends of the ice is yeah. Is Barkov too is there's too much of a gap. But I do think that again, like the reason that I said Suzuki, and I think that the reason that you're saying Kopitar is because these are guys that play on like Barkov plays on a. I mean, a team that got worse. They got worse, yeah. but he still plays on a, on a high-powered team. Like, I still consider Florida a good hockey team. Oh, yeah, for sure. For Montreal sure. Canadiens, I do not consider a good hockey <laughs> team. And the Kings are middle tier for me, making moving in the right direction, but still middle tier for yeah. me. So if these guys can stand out on the defensive side, but also put up the points, I could see a world where these guys are in contention for this award. The Kings took the Oilers to seven. I thought they were gonna beat the Oilers. Like, yeah, I don't. I I, I had I them think, in my bracket beating the Oilers. I think that was a little bit disrespectful, calling them mediocre because I think they're no, a, but they're 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 not elite. They're so middle if, of the pack. Like they're they're just like they're above average, yeah, but they're yeah. not. That's too medi- far. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's media. No, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's whatever, above average. Whatever. It Anyways, is. um, but Selkie's always the same. Kopitar, O'Reilly, Barkov, Bergeron. But that's why I think that you know a fresh face. I don't think they'd have a. I don't think they'd have a problem giving it to a guy like Suzuki. Who? Oh yeah, but it all depends on the votes, right? Yeah. Of course, it depends on the yeah. votes. Yeah. But um. Huh? Yeah. Oh, the Hammer Hoffman. Anyways. Hammer Hoffman. You just throw those in just Mike. casually. Um. <laughs> okay, I have to take over as host now. The <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens will be taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs at seven p.m. Wait, repeat. The Montreal Canadiens will be taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs at 7 p.m. as their season opener. Are we done the awards? Yeah. No, we're not. Well, I just, those are the ones that I put. What else do you want to put? What about the uh, the Clarence Campbell? Oh, no, that's that's, for, that's a what? team award. Uh, the uh, the one where, the, the humanitarian one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the Lester B. Pierce, I don't know what it's called. The Lester B. Pierce. I don't know what it's called. Hold on. Um, It's Bill Masterson. Oh, Bill Mas- Masterton, yeah, yeah. Masterton or Masterson? NHL Awards. Yeah, Bill Masterton, no? Can't forget about those. Well, I don't know who's going to be the, the best civilian. Oh, Lady Bing. We'll do the Lady what's Bing. Bill Masterton? Well, Bill Masterton's later on. Okay, so what's the Lady Bing? Lady Bing is the most... <laughs> what is this word? Most gentle mini... <laughs> Most gentle, manly player. <laughs> I swear I'm on NHL.com. Most what? gentle, manly player. So is that the one that takes like the least penalties or something? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. So <laughs> Kyle Kyle Connor won it last year because he had two minor penalties so you're trying to in tell 79 me the most, games. You're trying to tell me the softest player in the league. Well, the, the most responsible. I wouldn't call it that. You could take You could take good penalties. Well, there's it, such thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, Lady Bing. I'm gonna give it to uh, Sasha Barkov. No, he's feisty. He's not. Sometimes he's not. Give it to Timmy Stu. Give it to Pazetta. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves. That's your Lady Bing. No, I don't know. I don't really. Just, just throw someone. Okay, out there. I'll throw anyone. out. It could literally be anyone. No kidding. <laughs> as long as they play 82 games. Okay. Or like close to that. It can't be a guy uh, who plays five games. Uh, 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 I'll I'll give it to Jake Gensel this year. Okay, Jake and Bake. I like that one. Jake Gensel. The Jim Gregory. See, you're giving me... Look, I, I no disrespect to these awards, Well, but Jim Gregory's an important award. General Manager of the Year. 
Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Now I now I feel like Yeah. I know it's nothing. okay. That's why I cut you off before you said anything. Okay. Um <laughs> the Jim Gregory Award last year won by uh Mr. Joe Sakic, legend himself. They're changing the name of Jim Gregory Award. I don't know if you heard. To to uh <laughs> You know the what I mean? Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Jim Gregory Award. I have my pick. But who, you can go ahead. Who is it? Brad I, Tree Living. Oh, very good pick. Brad Tree Living. I think that in a, an offseason, we talked about this back in the summer in the when the trades went down. Yeah. But he happened to make the most out of losing his two top players. Like he lost Johnny Goudreau. He lost Matty Kachuk. But he happened to bring yeah. in Jonathan Huberto, Nazem Kadri. And Mackenzie Weger, and I do think that this team is going to be better than they were last year. Yeah. No, so no. with that being said, yeah. I think that he made the most out of his situation. And he's probably a lock. So a I, lock. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go for him. But if I want to be different, be different. Come on, Mark. I'm gonna go with Pierre Dorian. Okay, I that, but that's, a, I think that's actually, uh, I, I think that's, yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah. Um, the Willie O'Ree Award is like a, uh, like a um, community award, so we can't really. Choose, like, you don't need the, to go over every single. It doesn't one. go to a player. It goes okay. to like a community yes. member. Yes. Like, it go to you if you want. Really? Yeah, but you have to do something. You can't just sit <laughs> sit in a basement and do a podcast. <laughs> We're contributing. The King Clancy. That's humanitarian contributions okay. that we can't really predict I, because I well, don't know. That's who's... why I didn't give it before. Um, however, like I, I'm trying to think of someone who has. I can't even think of someone. Anyways, Bill Masterton was actually won last year by Mr. Carey Price Which himself. Which one's this one? Dedication to hockey. Okay. But again, you can't really predict it because something has to like happen. Yeah, something has to happen, but... I was just trying to think of guys that are coming back from like some sort of injury that like... Yeah. You know, but I, I can't, it's yeah, hard I can't. to predict. I'm, no, not even gonna, I'm not even going to try. And the last one, the Marc Messier. This is a new one. Is it? Well, uh, Marc Messier. NHL Leadership Award. Oh, that's good. That's who, is, who won it last year? Uh, Anze Kopitar. It goes to for role in leading the community of growing the game of hockey. Again, oh, in the community again. That? Yeah. Okay. Well, the community is a good thing. Oh, but that's not why I'm saying uh, it. I'm just saying it's hard to predict that when their contributions to the community. It's not. It's not easy to. Yeah. But I, if I had to give it to someone, I don't know. Well, yeah, I have no idea what. Yeah, whatever. Are, yeah. But it's interesting to read over these because I feel like they go unnoticed and clearly I didn't notice them when yeah. I gave my first five. So Yeah. Um, so yeah, now you can continue on with your... Uh... Well, you, you can introduce the game. Okay. The... Because we're going to talk... Like, I mean, we could talk about preseason all we want, but opening night is less than a week away. So opening night, I feel like we just did opening night crazy sitting over there. Remember? We were talking about um, Josh... Uh, not, not Josh Brooke. Adam Brooks. No, but that was an opening net. We claimed him off waivers. No, but that was we were talking about him starting doing the home opener. I still remember. I don't know why. We claimed him off waivers. We claimed him off waivers to start the season. Yeah, it was like a training camp. Cut. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, Canadians, Leafs. It's a Wednesday night, right? Yeah, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Bell Center home opener slash season opener, all in one shot. It's gonna be very a very good atmosphere at the Bell Center. I can only imagine. But obviously, there's the big question that dangles over the heads of people like us. Will the torch come out? I would like to see it come out. I'd love to that's see my, it. That's my, if not for, if not fix you, 
the song that they yeah. come out to, yeah, yeah. right? The Coldplay song? Yeah, the Coldplay song. Then, like, that's my favorite tradition. I've seen I it a couple it. times. I've been very fortunate to be able to yeah. see them pass the torch. And I think, I think it's, I think it's a, an incredible tradition. It's, it's just something that no one else has in all of sports. It's because just... in, Mon- in Montreal, especially the, st- like, Montreal storied franchise. It brings yeah. everyone together. Mm-hmm. Like it brings the past and the present exactly. together, which is amazing. It says it in the shirt. Yeah. About the flambeau. Like it says it in the shirt. Bring yeah. it out. That's why I don't understand how some years it's not there, some years it's there. The last time we had it was the Kotkaniemi year. Yeah. His, he had it. But that's my favorite thing because it's by number. And I love the fact that it was Suzuki handing it over to Kotkaniemi. Like I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because it's in, it goes low, from lowest low number to, to highest, high, yeah. right? So yeah. So it's 14 I like that. It was to 15. Cool, yeah. like, and like this year, you know, it's, it might be Suzuki too. Well, no, he's he's the last one because he has a C on his jersey. Ah, you're right. But what I would have wanted to see this year, obviously they already announced the captain. But what I w- would have liked to oh, see the the captain come out last in the in the handing of. The- I would have liked to see like a legend, like let's say Ivan Kovalev, come out with that that thing at the end. Like let's say all the players go out, mm-hmm. the assistant captains come out last, and let's say Gallagher's holding that thing, and then he skates to the bench and he gives it to Kovalev. And they announce Suzuki who comes out last. That would last, be crazy. And takes it from Kurnoye as if. Oh my god! You know what would be crazy if it was Weber, like really handing off the C, but he's not in an organization, right? Anyways, no, I know what you mean, but you know what would be even crazier what? if like Suzuki was like up in like the two hundreds or something. What is it, the mascot's gonna dangle from the ceiling? <laughs> no, like yeah, like like the one in Seattle. Like they would like Cornway is like in the because you know they, they do do that. They have the like the legends like around up up top. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what they the do. Yeah. They come out of the section and they they and they wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they wave. <laughs> Imagine they like they somehow got like they raise the the torch yeah. up to the sky. They and then they give it to like the biggest legend in Habs history, like that's still around give it to him yeah and then all of a sudden you just see nick suzuki walk out like full uniform with the c on his jersey in his they strap him on with the yeah let, the, let's put our seven million dollar player franchise player <laughs> captain of his organization that would be the, 20 stories up that would be the coolest intro ever ever if they put him in a harness they brought him down to the center of the ice he sets the middle of the can i be honest with you i prefer my idea no i don't Come on. It's a cool idea, but you cannot tell me that if they were to put... <laughs> dangling him from the ceiling. And he's coming down with the, <laughs> with the torch in his hand. He lights the middle of the, of the bell center on fire. Are you kidding? I it's, mean, not, it's not Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> it's Habs Leafs on a Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, man. Is this Vegas? <laughs> oh, man. No, Anyways. but come on. No, but first of all, they, the they, might not, they might not even bring the torch out. They might just put a screen and call it a day. <laughs> well, and you sh- want the captain swinging. Well, if, if Montreal's listening. If Montreal's listening. <laughs> if, if, if someone within the Montreal Canadiens Canor- <laughs> the, the organization is listening, I think it's a great... I think either or. If you want to be safe, you, yeah. go, you take your route. If you want to go outside of the box, if you want to yeah. pull off the Cirque du Soleil... But look, they already announced the captain, so my idea is sort of out of the box. But I would still find it very cool if they go through number zero to who's the highest number on this team? Ninety-one. I have a question. Hoffman. Yeah, that would. What Hoffman? You mean Monahan? Monahan. Yes, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Let's say they go through all the zero to ninety-one plus. But people will know when you're eleven and fourteen plus eleven and forty-four. Yeah, that whatever the assistance. Right. And then Gallagher takes it up. He's holding it. Everyone's cheering. Yes, I agree. Turns around, gives it to Price, who comes out. He walks out of the tunnel. <laughs> like, not where they, not the Zamboni entrance. He comes out of the tunnel. Yeah. Like, in he, his suit. Okay. He gives the 
Gal gives the torch to him. Everyone goes nuts. Do you right? think he'll be there on open? Like, do you think he'll he be should. part of the he opening night ceremony? Year. That would be really cool. He goes out there. Everyone goes nuts, and Suzuki comes out and takes it from him, as if like you're you're yeah you're handing over the franchise to the new yes to the new kid, mm-hmm. and he goes. Everyone goes nuts, and puck drop. <laughs> National Look, anthem. I mean, now it's not whatever. We're we're way too. It's I mean, Sherilyn Toka out here at the national anthem. I think we're, I think we're just way too creative, but it's okay. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I Look, think I think they should take some notes. Look, if if Nick Suzuki swinging from the ceiling to the Bell Center on Wednesday, I think we know someone's been listening to our podcast. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I think that kind of confirms. You cannot possibly tell me that that wouldn't be sick. Come on, it's a parody. <laughs> like it, it makes no sense. I don't. Even, I don't understand the logistics. He's gonna swing into the jumbo. They brought, the, they brought the mascot down from the ceiling. Why can't they bring? Yeah, and he got stuck. He got like a wedgie or something. No, there was one who mascot cares? who got put on a stretcher because of it. You I don't rehearse. Know, he, got, he like passed out as he was going down. <laughs> you rehearse. Did, did you hear about that mascot was getting paid? <laughs> yeah. The, um, it's Denver, right? The Denver Nuggets. No, uh, is it Nuggets or is it the Denver Bron? No, it's not the Broncos. One. No, no, it's the a nu- Yeah, I, th- I think it's the Denver Nuggets one. He he does these crazy. It's that guy, right? Who gets crazy? I think he passed out too. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Nuggets Nuggets mascot passed out. Yeah, so he they were bringing him down. No, that's not what happened. What? He's the guy that does the crazy tricks and he does the flips okay, yeah, and okay, all wait, that. Wait, wait. Let's rewind. I brought up the Nuggets mascot. I think he's the highest paid mascot in sports. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's very cool, but he also. <laughs> When I mentioned the unconscious mascot, he was the guy. Right. I didn't know it was him. Oh. So they were bringing him down from the ceiling like, you're going to put the $7 million player. And he just <laughs> passed out. <laughs> That's messed up. And he's just floating. What the? The guy got nervous. Oh, my God. Anyway. I still think it would be cool. If, you're, if your captain's not scared of heights, you got to take a shot. That would be insane. I say it he be sings the national anthem. <laughs> like Malcolm Subban. That was cool. That was really cool. So... Uh, apparently, he makes six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars annually. Who does Malcolm? No, the Nuggets mascot. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to tell me that he could make more money singing the national anthem. But anyway, yeah. Okay, that yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Cool. Rocky, Rocky the Mountain Lion. Yeah, he's the guy that does like the crazy like flips and yeah. Then it's he... then it's Harry the Hawk for the Atlanta Hawks, and it's Barry the Bull, Chicago Bulls. He's iconic. Yeah. All right. Hugo the Hornet. Anyway, go with a gorilla. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Wednesday night we have we have speculations well, as to what hold we on. want. Yeah. We're still talking about mask on this mascot note. Did you see Seattle's mascot? Yes. <laughs> what is it again? It's a troll. Yeah, it's it's and he just that's a, they could have. Why did they bro. just? He's like wearing <laughs> mascara or something. <laughs> why did they just make it like a like a any sea creature? It's a, do the Red Wings have a mascot? They do. Is it? It's a little. Is it a little, little octopus? Pizza no. guy. <laughs> I don't like, know. Like Vegas, everyone wanted like a cool night, and they, they has this little rock dude, and it's like okay, <laughs> it's like, you know, rock dude. It's like okay, he looks like a little rock guy, but to have a troll makes zero sense. Anyways, uh, continue on with your. your no, I was just talk. saying we're 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 look, uh, we're excited for we're, for Wednesday night. Should be fun. Well, we're setting expectations a bit too high. Why? Clearly, you want to see someone swinging from. from the I don't ceiling. think it's gonna happen. I, I think just you think that I should be hired. I should just be hired to the the event management team. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Outside the box thinking, and everyone else takes out. You know the thing like there's no bad ideas. There is no such thing, <laughs> and I don't think that's a bad <laughs> you idea. You throw out. I, I don't like that you're. No, I don't think you're giving me enough credit. They're bringing the mascot down on the thing. 
You can yeah, bring it's the, the mascot. It's the ma- they can replace the okay, mascot fine. with a snap so of the fingers. You get him hanging. Okay, you get Nick Suzuki hanging from the middle of the jumbo truck. I think we should uh, we should just move on. <laughs> Whatever. It's a no for me, Justin. Fine. Anyway. You want to wrap it up on uh, rapid uh, fire? Rapid fire. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I wish we had like a a segment. You know, like as I say, let's end it off on rapid fire. And it goes like there's a song. We can do that. Send in, uh, send us some DM on Instagram if you singing the words rapid fire, and I'll put it on an audio, and we'll. Or we can get the person that does our the beginning of our. Yeah, undisclosed. Undisclosed. We can never. It's like a. Anonymous. Yeah, but what is that thing where like you don't know who it is? It's like that dude, perfect panda. Oh, I don't know what it's called, but it's. It's yeah. like everyone wants to know what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys will never know. You'll never who know. it is. But anyway, um, rapid fire. Okay. I have I have one. I'm missing two. Shoot. Nick Suzuki over under seventy and a half points this season. You're gonna be mad at me. It's okay. Under. Okay. I think he has Can too much on his shoulders. Too much on his shoulders. What are you projecting him for? Just out of curiosity, or if you like ballpark. I think he he matches what he did last matches. Year. But he takes on more of a responsibility being the captain. Being and, the captain, swinging from the ceiling. You know, right, yeah. The usual. Yeah, the, <laughs> the usual game day operations. Um, number two. Will the Montreal Canadiens finish with over under 35 and a half wins? Over. Yeah. How many did they finish with last season? It was definitely under. Uh, was it 100% it was oh yeah oops I, I don't want to say I never like to say that and then get proven wrong let's see let's see here it's not very rapid <laughs> whatever we'll, we'll recap it and make it rapid don't worry this is the numbers episode this is the the numbers rapid fire uh, 2022 Oh my god, what? No way. What? It was in, it was guess how many wins they had. I I I'm telling you, I think that they had what is it, 27? They had 22 wins. So you want to take back your answer right about now? You know what? I'll drop the over under. I'll drop it to 30 and a half. Do you realize how garbage that is? It's worse in league his, it's worse in league history. No, I think uh, Colorado still holds it. Okay, but it's one of the worst. 22 wins. So now I changed my answer. I changed my question. 55 points. <laughs> Mark, I changed my question. Oh my God. 30 and a half wins for the Montreal Canadiens. I'm going, I'm going over. You're going over. Reasoning? Uh, no, I'm going under. Never mind. They're 0-7 in the playoffs. Preseason? In the preseason. <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm looking at other teams. Coyotes had 25 last year. I say they hit, I say they hit 27 28 wins. 28. Okay. I like that number. Fair enough. So you're going under 30 and a half. Yeah. It's fine. Like just under. And my last rapid fire is do the Montreal Canadiens finish as a bottom five team in the NHL? Take, I, I, 30 wins. They have to be. They have to be better. They have to be. There's really no way they're that bad. Back and forth here. Back and forth. No, because I'm thinking forth. of last season. There's no way that they're that bad. As but the Ducharme but era. eight wins. But the Ducharme still, era was horrendous. I agree. But eight wins 
is still a significant amount yeah. season long. You're anyway, right. I'm just I'm just that there's a reason I said it at that number. Okay, I'll say at 28 then. I'll say at 28. 28, you're saying at 28. So yeah. they get six more wins in last season. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And do they finish as a bottom five team in the NHL this season? I guess that goes hand in hand. Yeah, right? they do. Yeah. Should I switch it up? We're still working on the rapid fire here, guys. But... Um Yeah, I switched up. Okay. If you can think of another one. If you can't, then I, I can't really think of one right now. I'll come up with one. Just um give me a second. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something to say as you think. I, I I might go. This might be a little bit more specific. Yep. If that's okay. Yep. I'm gonna go with a player, Mike Matheson. I'm curious, and there's a reason. Do you go over thirty, over thirty-four and a half points, over under? Thirty-four. Yeah. So he either thirty-five or more, or thirty-four mm. or less. I don't like this one. I have, I literally have no idea what he's going to do. Okay, you know what? Switch it up. Okay. Do the Montreal Canadiens... This is a new segment <laughs> called Slow Fire Questions. <laughs> Slow Fire. Do the Montreal Canadiens win on opening night? That's a good one. I like that. That's, what, that's how we'll finish it off. I see they lose in overtime. They lose in overtime. Okay? So yeah. you, it's a no from you. It's a no. Poll-wise. Yeah, I, I, I say it's the... I'm going to do my, my little prediction overtime special. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna say bold prediction time. So I, I, Canadians can I lose. Can I re? Sorry, can I recap the the rapid fire for those listening? Yeah, sure. Nick Suzuki over under seventy and a half points. I said under. You said under. Montreal Canadiens to have over or under thirty and a half wins. I said under twenty eight. Under with twenty eight, and will Mo- the Montreal Canadiens win on opening night against the Mon- uh, against the Leafs against the Toronto? I Maple said Leafs. no. Three two overtime loss. Game-winning goal scored by Morgan Riley. Okay, is that your bold prediction? They lo- so they lose three to two in overtime, and Morgan Riley scores. Yeah, yeah. Who, who do you have scoring? Or what's your game prediction? I have the Montreal Canadiens winning this game. Okay, opening night in front of, I'm gonna assume a sold-out crowd. Yeah, I'm gonna assume. Yeah, no, because especially be. if Nick Suzuki's dangling from the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna say the Montreal Canadiens take this game. Four to two. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they take this game four to two, and I'm gonna go with two goals and an assist from Cole Caulfield. He's gonna start off the season strong. He's gonna start off where he left off. Three points from Mr. Caulfield, two goals, an assist, and a win. One win out of twenty-eight. Cool. I like it. Do you have the Habs uh, over under thirty or whatever you said thirty point five? If I were to answer these rapid fire, yeah, because answer I am, them. If I were to answer, I am gonna go. I'm going to go under on the 70 and a half, but I think that he's going to hit in. Like I said, I was talking about the Selkie before. I think that'll hit the upper, the upper echelon of 60. Mm-hmm. So the 68 to 70 range type of thing. Like, I don't think he'll cross that line, yeah. especially with what you were mentioning before. I think 30 and a half wins. I think the Montreal Canadians will exceed that amount by a win or two. I think they will end up with 31 or 32 wins. I do not think that they will be nearly as bad as they were last year. And on Mon- Monday, uh, Wednesday night, excuse me, I think that they do take the win. So we agree with one out of the three questions. So it makes for makes for a fun rapid fire session. Yeah, fun rapid fire session. That was a bit slow at the beginning. Yeah, but we're working on it. But it ended up rapid. There you go. So we'll end it off on that note. Uh, whoever joined us today and wherever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon. We film this lot. We're filming this right now. We're on YouTube. 
Justin, look at the camera. <laughs> Run YouTube. Um, so if you guys want to see our faces, um, because you could see our bitmojis on our new logo. We have a great setup. Um, yeah, we have a nice setup here. Um, so yeah, go check it out on YouTube. Otherwise, habsculture.com. You guys know the drill. You could check out all our episodes. Habs Culture on Instagram. See all our content. Habs underscore culture on Twitter. I feel like this is said in the intro. It is, but it's you it is. start and finish with it. Maybe people skip the intro. Yeah, you, you never know. Um, and then TikTok, which is not in the intro. That we might have to edit. Mm-hmm. We might have to call our intro person <laughs> and uh, maybe fix that up. Our voiceover. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be at Habs Culture. So the same as the Instagram on TikTok. Go check it out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, HabsCulture.com. All your streaming platforms. YouTube if you want to see um, us in person. And if you want to like, you know, as you're like cleaning up your room, making your bed or something, cooking up a meal, you put it on the TV on YouTube. Look at us talk. And uh, otherwise, just stream it as usual. And uh, yeah, so we thank you guys for for tuning in. We hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, if you guys want to see or like the idea of Nick Suzuki swinging on top of the Bell Center, DM us. Know. DM us. Say it's either a ridiculous idea or it's fun. Um, and may, and we'll get back to you. We'll answer. Have a nice chat. Talk about some hockey. So yeah. Let's do it. Contact us. And um, yeah, we, we thank you guys for tuning in again. We're happy to be back. Really happy to be back. And on that note, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care and stay safe.